In this episode, a roundup of some exciting stories on science and research in the region from our blog, House of Wisdom. Welcome to the Nature Middle East podcast, broadcasting from Cairo, Egypt. Every week, we highlight exciting research and stories of emerging science in this region. In the Islamic Golden Era, the House of Wisdom was a Baghdad library where the era's finest scholars, researchers, and educators gathered. It was an intellectual center of sorts for humanities and natural sciences. It even housed an observatory and was a meeting point for mathematicians and astronomers. It's also what our blog is named after. Like the ancient library, our own House of Wisdom brings you the most interesting science discoveries from across the Arab world, and is designed as a place where scientists and science enthusiasts alike can discuss various issues affecting them and the region. Our hope is that through your feedback, comments, and contributions, we can turn House of Wisdom into a community where our readers are in constant dialogue. Up next are some science highlights from the blog. This is a new episode of Nature Middle East Podcast. I'm Pakina Maimer. Cats, hunters, ritual animals, gods, pets, and more recently, social media stars. Everyone has an opinion about them. How naughty, adorable, athletic, aloof, or cool. But what is non-negotiable is how they've become one of humans' most cherished companions. Have you ever wondered where cats came from? How they became domesticated to become what they are for us today? Well, some scientists from KU Leuven and the Royal Belgian Institute of Natural Sciences have and they had some fascinating results to share with the world. The scientists unearthed over 200 cat skeletons from sites in Africa, Europe, and the Near East, and scrutinized DNA from feline skin, hair, bones, and teeth, all in an attempt to form a picture of their origin story. It turns out that the domestic cat we know today originated in ancient Egypt and the Near East. The ancient felines were domesticated some 10,000 years ago, mostly by farmers wishing to chase away rodents from their agricultural fields. They also spread across the old world through trade, hopping on ships to protect stocks from vermin, eventually covering long distances and traveling far and wide. The new research also tells us about how the cats acquire their mesmerizing coat color. It tells us about their evolution from one single species and how they turn from solitary hunters to tamed animals that we can keep and take selfies with. All you have to do to know more is go to blogs.nature.com slash houseofwisdom for the full story and a link to the research. From cats to something else that cats are obsessed with. Birds. Well, big birds. Up next, how Egyptian vultures get down and dirty, quite literally, to communicate with each other. You're listening to Nature Middle East Podcast. I'm Pakina Maimer, and today we're highlighting some of the best stories on our editor's blog, House of Wisdom. You can log on to Nature Middle East at nature.com slash nmiddleeast. For the blog, go to blogs.nature.com slash houseofwisdom.
Egyptian vultures apparently love mudding. And by mudding, I don't mean those mud therapy treatments to relieve muscles and joints that people get in high-end spas in the U.S. or Europe, but literally dousing themselves in mud, sloshing in it to paint their feathers red. Even scientists find the behavior peculiar. Then again, the birds dip their heads, necks, and even chest in red soil, essentially covering their upper bodies in mud, and it almost feels like a ritual. If you don't already know, that's the same kind of bird that throws stones to open an egg and eats the poop of some hoofed animals to turn their face yellow. It's a little eccentric, all right. The Lady Gaga of vultures, if you will. Still, why do they do it? The mudding thing in particular. Scientists don't have a definite answer, but it could very well be a complex communication technique, they say. A new study, the first of its kind to record the behavior in detail, describes the ritual. The scientists try and answer the questions of why, in the words of one of the authors, some birds want to become so dirty, and why is it that, prior to jumping in the mud, they look at it and stare and stare as if they're about to take the most important decision in their life. That is, before swooping in and swiping their heads in mud. On our blog, we run a full interview with the first author of the study, with pictures and a link to the videos that are the first ever recordings of this specific mudding behavior. What are you waiting for? Log in to blogs.nature.com slash houseofwisdom for more about these weird birds. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can also subscribe to Nature Middle East by weekly newsletter to have highlights of our biggest news and feature stories delivered right to your email. I'm Pakinam Aymer. Thank you for listening.